1: And you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. You can like us on Facebook. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts. You will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Today on the show, we are going to talk about the Packers defense once again. And something that I think has flown a little bit under the radar in terms of the potential impact it could have on this team, something that Mike Petton hinted at in his comments to reporters and I think is a factor that we just haven't fully discussed, at least sufficiently speaking, when it comes to the way the Packers ended their season and the reasons for it. We're also going to hear from Lockdown Saints host, Ross Jackson about Drew Brees' foot in mouth disease uh, and uh, his reaction to that, as well as you know Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams and and Will Redmond among others had some thoughts. It was the big story in the NFL yesterday, and and I thought it was just better that Ross tell it. So we're gonna do that as well. And then there is some news. Um, on the the opening of the season, what could or couldn't be happening in June in terms of mini camps, it is worth mentioning off the top that the NBA has a plan in place uh, that they are looking at for the end of July, and so we're going to learn a lot about what works and what doesn't. Uh, they're not going to have a ton of time. The NFL won't when it comes to trying to figure out the situation there, and. And, you know, they're going to have to open training camp before that, uh, certainly before everything in the NBA is finished. You know, they're looking at a mid-October finish. The NFL is going to have to have had games. They're going to have to have had a plan in place. And so far, we we don't have really any kind of understanding of what they want to do when it comes to coronavirus, the protections, fans, all of those things beyond, hey, we're thinking about this as status quo for now. What I want to start with is something that caught my attention as I was going back and and looking at the snap counts for the Packers' defense and how reliant they were on their three hog mollies up front, Kenny Clark, Preston Smith, and Zadarius Smith. All three of those guys played 84% of snaps when you round. 84% of snaps. Kenny Clark was dealing with an injury for much of the, the early part of the season. Zadarius Smith on again, off again with the knee injury. He had to leave the Cowboys game about six times, it seemed, with that injury. And at the end of the year, I don't think it's a coincidence that Zadarius talked about not being ready to play, not being in the right mindset to play, not being mentally prepared to play. Those three guys carried so much of the burden that physically the Packers have to do a better job of managing that toll on their body if they want to make a deep run. This is where depth comes in. They didn't feel comfortable playing Rashawn Gary. They didn't feel comfortable playing the backups to Kenny Clark, Kingsley, Kiki, and those guys, Montrevious Adams, who also was dealing with injuries. And it wore them down. I think it's a big reason Kenny Clark got hurt early in the year. I think it's a big reason that Zedarius Smith had some recurring problems. And when you look at you know Zadarius, for example, this is his first time as a full-time starter. And not only was he a full-time starter, he was the guy on this defense. Not just the, the physical down-to-down force, but the emotional leader of this team. And that takes a toll on you as well. Those mental sweat-equity moments, they take an effect. And so over the course of a season, he's never been in this position before. He's never had to withstand the mental and physical burden of being the guy on the defense. And he was more than up to the task for 17 games. And I I think it is completely understandable if part of the reason he was not in the right mindset, again, this is his words now, that he was not ready to play was because he was simply burned out. Preston Smith has never been a star player to this extent, never taken on this much responsibility on a defense, physically, emotionally. That leadership part matters because you carry that weight. This is something that, I understand acutely right now as a new father. I love my son. He is beautiful and sweet and wonderful. And I am not a dad only when I'm in his presence. I feel the weight of that at all times. In fact, in some ways, I feel it more when I'm not with him. And it's sort of like heavy lies the crown. There's more pressure on you to perform. There are more eyes in the room on you to perform. This is like, you know, we talk about this in baseball with pitching. Those high-intensity, adversity pitches that they have to throw. We talk about this in basketball with the wear-and-tear a playoff game takes on your body. Yes, the Packers got a first-round bye, but then they had to go play a tough, physical team in the Seahawks. The defense played really well for three-quarters of that game. They wore down. And one of the reasons is they had to rely so heavily on those three guys. 300-pounders like Kenny Clark don't play 80-plus percent of snaps in the NFL. It's just not a thing. And he did it. It speaks to his physical prowess. It speaks to his conditioning level. But it also speaks to a team that didn't feel comfortable in its other guys. And if you're Mike Patton, I can understand why he would say, look, even if – 10% more snaps for Kingsley Kiki, you know, in terms of the total pie, even if he's not a great player, if it saves Kenny Clark so that he can be 5% better in the playoffs, maybe that's worth it. If more snaps for Rashawn Gary means that Zadarius Smith can be a little fresher and a little healthier and a little more locked in in the playoffs, then that's worth it. And it's also true that now that they've gone through this, you have an understanding, okay, this is what it takes. Maybe, you know, Rashawn Gary, we've seen him go through a physical transformation this offseason. Zadarius Smith seems like the kind of guy who is self-aware enough, mature enough, smart enough to say, okay, now I know what the expectations are. And now I know that I can handle them and so maybe that releases the pressure a little bit for him. Of course, I'm I'm projecting here, but I'm just saying if that's if that's what happened, and and I think it is an intuitive thing to assume those guys may not even know because they didn't get a chance to do it any differently. You know, Kenny Clark earlier in his career, Mike Daniels handled more of that burden. Zadarius Smith has been a part-time player most of his career. Preston Smith has never been a front-line you know, Pro Bowl caliber player before. Adrian Amos had to take a bigger role. I think there are a lot of factors here that we just didn't consider. You know, yes, they're, they're soft skill stuff. Some of it is is a little bit vague, nebulous, diff- difficult to quantify. But this is a team with a lot of guys who hadn't been there before, who hadn't played those games. We see this from rookies all the time in other sports and in the NFL. You hit a rookie wall. 11 games, 12 games in college is not the same as 16 in the NFL, and in this case, 18 games the Packers played. It's the difference of you know 40 games of college basketball versus 82-plus the playoffs in the NBA. That's a huge difference in the physical emotional and mental toll that it takes on your body and so now that the packers have gone through that their star players have gone through that and their coaches seem to understand there is this fringe benefit as well as a direct benefit of getting other guys on the field kingsley kiki can give them snaps i think kingsley kiki has more talent than tyler lancaster can be a more useful player but if he can also spell kenny clark take the burden off him, that would be great. If Rashawn Gary can play 40 50% of snaps, you know, eat up Kyler Fackrell's snaps, and then some to give Cedarius Smith a bigger breather, that can have compounding positive effects on this team down the line. And speaking of compounding effects, when you go to buy auto parts, it's not just having to keep straight all of the makes and models, all of the lingo, all of that stuff. It can be over- Then you think about cost and you worry about, am I getting the right deal? Am I doing the right thing? Am I asking the right questions? Chain stores have a different set of prices for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Well, rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and they're reliably low. They always offer the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear, like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require a membership or account login. It's a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Best of all, the prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals as do-it-yourselfers as I mentioned. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write Locked On in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com And if you're looking to make an impact on more than just your transmission, the U.S. Army can help you get there. Whether your goal is to fight and cure diseases, develop technologies, or seek adventures across the globe, the Army is where you can make all of that happen and so much more. The Army is a team of a million of individuals working together to take on the most complex problems in the nation and the world and to win. Ask yourself what's your warrior and text ALPL to 462769 to find out. That's ALPL to 462769. All right, I I reached out to Ross After the Drew Brees story broke and it became the biggest story in the NFL yesterday and players across the league reacted. Michael Thomas was pissed. Emmanuel Sanders, Alvin Kamara, teammates in New Orleans to the point that, you know, there were there were some whispers out of Saints from from media members in New Orleans that, you know, this could have real on the field impacts For the Saints, that it could actually have a meaningful impact on the locker room and the cohesion that they've put together. So this has actual on-the-football-field impacts, and I wanted to have Ross come on and talk about it. So I'm not even a part of this. I just said, you know, I want to hear from you. Give Give me what you got. I want your insight. And I think my listeners can benefit from it, too. So Aaron Rodgers responded to this. I think his Instagram post is is a direct response to what Drew Brees says. I think it serves also as a as a response to what's going on right now with the movement and, and the fight against police brutality. Devontae Adams retweeted LeBron James's criticism of Drew Brees. And Will Redman, Packers safety, went so far as to say that, you know, he's making a note, basically, of when the
2: Packers and the Saints play. The league took notice. Here's Ross. All right, y'all. Let's dig into this Drew Brees situation and talk a bit about why Saints fans, players, present and past, all feel like they're sort of at their wits end, whether it be with Drew Brees, with each other, or in some cases, conflicted within themselves. Now, firstly, many of you may ask, why are you talking about this when you said that you wouldn't get political on the podcast? And to that, this is not A political conversation doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on doesn't matter your politics or policies This is a moral and ethical conversation that is now so deeply entrenched in the New Orleans Saints and their culture As they work to hold together their locker room that it would be an absolute disservice for me not to speak on this now Let's start off by setting the scene Uh, the world right now as we know is shaken not just because of a global pandemic murder hornets, all of the other things that are going on, but also because of violent acts of injustice and racism, which took and have taken far too long to see accountability. All after decades and centuries-long historical contexts, which have examples of its effects to all Americans and yes, disproportionately black ones like myself. In an interview with Yahoo Finance, Drew Brees was asked about injustice and police brutality with the specific and crafted mention to the protest during the anthems, with a loose claim that some believe that it may be coming back. To that, instead of Drew Brees detesting violence, injustice, and racism that have plagued and dominated communities leading to protests, which he did vaguely reference earlier in a separate question, it is worth noting that, he spoke specifically here on how the protests during the anthem, which are widely not a part of the conversation right now, have affected him. I want to be clear. The issue is not that he is against protests during the anthem. We knew that. He told us that back in 2016. The issue that many have taken with this statement, fans, teammates, players from all across the league, even servicemen and women who have spoke out and said their piece as well, was omission, the lack of mention of George Floyd's name, the lack of Breonna Taylor's name, the lack of address specifically to the effects of racism and police brutality, the same issues that some took when it came to Gail Benson's statement as well. This is especially visible when you can see statements from quarterbacks rookie and veteran across the league like Joe Burroughs and Aaron Rodgers. Looking at the hurt in Malcolm Jenkins eyes in his video response posted after a conversation with Drew Brees, by the way, is one, is just one of the many examples of people expressing their disappointment and surprise. And now that we've discussed why, let's face and talk about what's next. Can the Saints maintain one of the strongest locker rooms and cultures in football? The same elements of the organization that brought so many players to New Orleans just this past offseason are in the midst of this offseason. That's a tough thing to project here from this vantage point. But players around Breeze are already stepping up. After Breeze's comments, Cam Jordan called himself responsible for including Breeze in conversations on Injustice here on out. Dana Rossini reported that the team will have a players-only meeting, which Coach Payton said was actually scheduled two weeks ago. We don't know when the meeting is going to take place, but regardless, the work begins now. If team culture is as strong as we perceived it to be, with community leaders like Demario Davis and Malcolm Jenkins, this ship can be righted. It will take work, without a doubt, but it can be done. Now, many have urged Saints fans to forgive Breeze based upon his charitable giving an incredible role, undeniably incredible role, that he has played over his 14 years in New Orleans, giving millions to feed families during the COVID pandemic, building all-inclusive playgrounds for people of all abilities, and so, so, so much more. A laundry list of support, but with that community engagement and that very connection, to the people of Louisiana, to the people of New Orleans, the Gulf Coast, and around the world also comes responsibility. People look up to Drew Brees as a role model and in this moment hoped that he would echo their pain. And when he did not, that very same connection that was built through his remarkably gracious work begins to work against him. Because again, the issue That many are taking with his statement is not what he did say, but the lack of awareness displayed in what he did not. Now, is Drew Brees racist? No. Not in my eyes. To my eyes, that's unfair. Was he suffering from ignorance in that moment? Absolutely. Too often do we equate ignorance with stupidity, which is improper. You can you can be in, let's say, another room, and if I don't know that you're there, it doesn't make me stupid, but I'm ignorant to your presence, i.e. unaware. My friend Rick Sincere put it perfectly when he used the word blind spot. So for me, this is a blind spot for other people's experience in recounting his own, which is a crime of omission that can be dangerous at this time. Much of that is, of course, also thanks to the sneaky reporting of Yahoo Finance, But let's reserve identification of racism to call what is racist racist and leave space to educate ignorance and not disband it. I've been black in this world for 30 years. I know racism very well. We got a a tight relationship. Let's not diminish those experiences that have cost people their lives by equating this with that. Now, does that mean that Drew Brees is without fault? Absolutely not. Omission is often tied to complacency and unawareness, which can be harmful. I will tell you that I personally, as I cannot speak for you, I cannot speak for any of you, I personally couldn't care less about his specific stance on protests during the anthem if he shows that he understands the incendiary, abhorrent behaviors that lead to them. I detest the displays of violence, brutality, racism, prejudice, discrimination, and hate that have led to the deaths of Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, and countless other Americans and stand by those who stand against hate. If Drew Brees had just taken a moment to acknowledge that, to acknowledge today's issues What is most important right now at this second, instead of taking the bait, had he shared those sentiments that I think that many of us can agree upon right now, regardless of your stance or my stance on protests during the anthem, the commentary right now would be much, much different. Even had he gone on to share what he still shared today. It's okay to demand more from role models, your inspirations, your community leaders. It's okay to demand better. It comes with the territory. From whatever your perspective may be, if you are upset with Drew Brees, if you detest Drew Brees, if you want to stand with Drew Brees, you can do all of those things and still demand better. And now, we'll wait. We'll wait for more. We'll wait for better.
1: All right, I want to thank Ross for offering his insight. Look, I I hope that that was useful. It really was the biggest story in the NFL yesterday, and I felt like it was something that we had to address before we finish up here. I want to tell you about Bobbles Galore. It's the leading bobblehead retailer in the country. They have a vast inventory of bobbleheads from all major sports leagues, including the Packers, Brewers, and Bucks. They are officially licensed by the NBA, Major League Baseball, and the NFL. Right now, in limited quantities, including individually numbered Bobbleheads. Only 1,500 were made. They have a triple MVP Wisconsin puzzle bobblehead that showcases Giannis, Aaron Rodgers, and Christian Yelich. They also have a limited edition Greek flag Giannis bobblehead. That both include an augmented reality experience via Bobble Galore's unique AR Bobbles app bobbles galore can also make custom bobbleheads for any occasion or event visit www.bobblesgalore.com and use the promo code locked
0: on to get free shipping david harrison here the locked on washington football team podcast celebrating with you a 21 grain salute to a less boring sandwich thanks to dave's killer bread i don't know about you guys but when i eat pizza i eat it for the toppings Good. Dave's Killer Bread is made with the highest quality organic and non-GMO ingredients and is power-packed with whole grains, fiber, and protein. Visit Dave'sKillerBread.com to learn more and look for Dave's Killer Bread in the bread aisle of your local grocery store. We got a little bit of an update. I
1: I mentioned the other day that we could get, and the league was looking at, a potential June minicamp. On Wednesday, Ian Rappaport from NFL Network reported that coaches he spoke with said they were not in favor of a pre-training camp camp, that moving mini-camp to June was untenable, and the response to the specifics of it, to me at least, was pretty surprising because Sheet did not mention the coronavirus as a potential complicating factor, but rather that coaches expressed a concern over football injuries, whether it was soft tissue, ankles, you know, anything that could happen in in that period of time. Now, one reason that this is odd is uh, all of the reasons that these players could get hurt in June, they could also get hurt in July. And I would think that coaches would want that work that they're missing out on by not having rookie camps and OTAs in the spring. On the other hand, I understand extending the physical workload for these guys creates an extended strain on the body that makes it more likely for them to get injured as well. So, if the if the question is, you know, does this add a, a potential for injury, I think you can say yes, and that would be a reason to wonder if it makes the most sense. I think more to the point having everyone come into town because remember not every player lives where they play you come in in june you you get a week or two of work which by the way we cannot uh, assume or assure a safe quarantined environment at this point not that not that they've told us anyway and then either you stay or plenty of people i'm sure because training camp would not open for another month or so They'd go home, and now you're adding travel complications, which the league didn't want to do specifically because of the risk associated with COVID-19. You're adding travel dates. So that's one reason why I was I was pretty surprised to hear the response from Rappaport was, oh, coaches are worried about injuries. I would be much more worried about adding complications related to coronavirus and all of the impacts that that could have, trickle down and otherwise. And we just saw an example of an Oklahoma State player who was at these protests, test positive for COVID-19. It seems like only a matter of time before that's going to be an NFL player. And then what? We still don't know, by the way, what the NFL's plan is with that. And that is something that we have to take seriously. These added potential complications, at least it seems the coaches understand that there is some added risk, even if it might be, you know, not – 100% of all of the risk that maybe they ought to be accounting for. But the fact that the NFL wants to add this, but is also saying, oh, but no joint practices and no travel. Those are ideas that run counter to one another. And I just, I don't know how you can square them at this point. All right, we're going to be back next week to talk about all things related to the Green Bay Packers. Take your questions. I know we were going to do a mailbag today. We're going to save that for next week. Uh, I felt like this Drew Brees thing was a big enough deal. It really did blow up on social media that it was a big enough thing that that we had to address. And I'm I'm glad Ross was able to come on and and offer some insight into that. A lot to get to before training camp opens and still a lot of details to come out. Uh, I think the NBA and and Major League Baseball, they'll provide a a roadmap for teams, not just with games and and gameplay, but with, with fans with coaches with staff with players we still don't have all the information on how you know a league like the nba is going to handle that but we will certainly watch it as it unfolds and i assume we'll have to get some of that information before they actually put this plan in motion because they have to actually put this plan in motion at some point it's not just theoretical so the NFL can hopefully draw on that experience as well. Remember, you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. You can like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that, 920 341 3775 to stay Locked on Packers.